Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, Winning Strategies for a Thriving Landscaping Business, available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host. Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. The electric battery-powered equipment is the talk of the town. And today I have a couple friends, Tim and Mark from Vermont. And from what I understand, you guys run your business uh, with a lot of electric equipment, battery-powered? That is correct. Fully electric lawn care. Fully electric lawn care. Why don't you introduce yourself and uh, share a little bit about your story? Yeah, sure. So I'm Tim Allard. This is my older brother, Mark. And uh, we partnered up in 2016 and started uh, doing a little bit of everything. Uh, in 2022, we just saw the the market was changing. Uh, it was time to upgrade equipment anyways. And so we said, you know what, we're going to we're going to go all in. And so we went fully electric with our lawn care and, uh, you know, zero turns, mowers, blowers, the whole nine yards. So, and this is hashtag not sponsored, but what, what brands uh, did you switch to when you made the switch? So we are using all Greenworks products. Okay. <clears throat> and explain to me how many customers did you guys have, you know, when you were gas powered and how did that transition go? Uh, well, so we don't, <laughs> We don't have a lot of customers. I can't think. We probably had 20 some odd 30 properties when we were running gas. Uh, we mostly deal with homeowners associations. So, you know, those range anywhere from eight to 10 units to upwards of 84 to 120 wow. uh, units on a property. So we, we have some expansive ones. You know, they measure anywhere from four to eight acres um, on average. And, um, so the, the biggest transition there is when we went uh, when we went fully electric. Um, obviously, our pricing structure changed a little bit. We we went from the uh, per per mow model to a uh, sort of a subscription based platform, and so we lost a lot of the you know the um, you know Miss Susie down the street that was used to paying you know forty bucks a whack. Sweet Sue, uh, she didn't like the new pricing structure, so she she went elsewhere. Okay. Now, when you say subscription, Tim, uh, what do you mean by that? Um, so we basically have a base rate. And so depending on the size of the property, obviously there's variables. Do you want us to do your mulching? Do you want us to do all your softscape stuff? Um, but just a regular um, season mow, trim, and blow starts at $300 a month. Okay. Now and then Vermont's, it goes up from there. Vermont's butt chilly cold, uh, I'm assuming, because I was in... <laughs> Boston in April and it was freezing yeah. up there. Oh, it was spitting snow yesterday here. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> so when you say 300 a month, is that start in like May or, or, and go through October? What, when yeah, does it start usually after? May to, I mean, we're, the guys are just finishing up their last mowings right now. So usually May through the end of October, first of November. Okay. And then, and then how then do you guys generate revenue um, November through April? We do snow management as well. Okay. And that 300 a month is, is simply turf management. Correct. Yep. Okay. Right. 
and then you have a whole another uh is the snow on a on a per month basis or per visit yeah no it's per month um like i said most of our stuff is hoas so those are 12 month contracts and so um you know obviously those are much higher priced but uh you know those are 12 months we're the same price every month throughout the seasons now the money due uh in may for the 300 but we'll just use 300 as our example Sure. And you have that monthly. Are they paying that on the front end of the month before you even did the service or are they paying it on the yes. 31st? Yep. All payments are due the first of the month. We have been starting to transition a lot of new people into credit card on file. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works. What CRM do you guys use? Um, so we're moving everything over to Copilot currently. Okay, that's uh, um, Mike Andy. Yeah, Mike Andy. So we're hoping okay. to spend the next couple months Hashtag getting that. Not all. sponsored, by the way. I'm I'm a big jobber guy, but yeah, I know. <laughs> it's all right. Mike Mike's a good guy. Yeah. So yeah, so then you'll be able to get your your those cards on file. Mm-hmm. So so May first, June first, July first, uh, ching that three hundred dollars. You'll just um, I don't know how Copilot works with a job, or you just. You know, you can set up the automatic payments and then boom, it just, it just does it on the first of the month. Yeah. Okay. So, um, tell us more about the, uh, transition into electric, like what, what have been the pros and cons and, and be, be honest. Cause I get asked this all the time and I, I, I use all gas powered stuff, but what, what <laughs> what's the truth? Yeah. You want to take that one? Um, the big thing was, and we knew this going in was figuring out how long battery life was going to work out during the day for. So all, one of the main reasons we went with Greenworks is they make the entire line. They make everything. So all of the small format, i.e. push mowers, blowers, trimmers, all use the same batteries. So we just had redundancy in batteries. We bought like $3,000 worth of extra batteries and we charge them all at night to get us through the day. The big mowers are the thing that the battery technology is going to change fast. Um, But the 16 kilowatt more as we bought to begin with, we basically bought more equipment than we would normally need if it was gas powered to make sure we could get through an entire day of work. And then it all goes in a trailer, it charges at night, ready for the next morning. So um, the big thing was, was figuring out runtime. So you mix up your day so that, you get enough runtime out of your batteries. But overall, um, it's been really good because we don't have the gas expense. We don't have the maintenance other than changing, sharpening blades. That's really all there is to it. And they're quiet. Right. So, so the pros are it's quiet, way less maintenance. I mean, way less way maintenance. Less. Uh, what are the cons? Really just the extra equipment you need when you start out, knowing that you need some redundancy in order to get through a full day. Whereas a gas machine, you're just going to fill it up with gas and keep going. When your battery Z turns down, it's down for minimum probably eight hours to charge. Now that is changing already. Even this year, they're coming out with mobile charging stations. It'll rapid charge you enough to get you through the rest of the day. So you know, that's quickly changing, but we knew that going in that emerging tech, you buy it today and it's outdated next week. So because they've already made changes to it. 
I was up in uh, Charlotte in August at uh, Crest Commercial. They're they're uh, up and coming, yep. uh, battery powered. And the the gentleman Todd's like, this will charge the, the big old battery will charge in eight minutes. So I said, I don't believe you. So I took out my phone and uh, I started my stopwatch. He drained the battery all the way down, so the battery is dead. And I hit. I was all right. We'll see. I was very. I was polite, but I was skeptical. So I hit stopwatch, you know, and it started going and I just sat there for eight minutes and then literally with like seven minutes and 56 seconds, it was at a hundred percent, um, charge. And I'm yeah. like the, the way this technology is going, it was cause I mean that that's faster than going to the gas station and filling up gas. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, you could just charge in the worst case scenario if the battery died and you had to go to sweet Sue's house, you know, you could just take a little water break and, and drive over there and, you know, Drink a drink a bottle of water, sit in the air conditioning in the truck, and then it's it's ready to go in eight minutes. Now that's not Greenworks, yeah. that's that's Crest, but the the right. industry's headed to where I think the technology is really going fast to to get oh, yeah. it to where it's efficient. What would you guys say about the actual performance? How do the mowers perform versus a gas powered? How does the weed eaters perform? Um, you know, what's your honest take? Gas powered equipment versus battery and actual using it out in the field. We actually like it as far as its performance, it's actual how it performs the task. I think it's, it's pretty on par with gas. You know, we haven't run into anything significant that has made us feel like we made the wrong decision, I guess. Uh, Big thing is if you run your blower on high because of variable speed, obviously, if you run it on high, you're going to use those batteries up a lot faster than if it's just running on low. Same thing with the trimmers that have high and low speeds and getting guys to let off on the throttle in between trimming stuff. It's just learning using the tool a little bit differently to get the battery life. But as far as the function of them, I think they're they're on par. They're equal. Yeah, they're they're definitely um, um, Greenworks just came out with the new their newest blower. I I would put it up with some with some of the gas ones out there. It's definitely pretty powerful. Um, you know, and obviously if you went to Crest, you probably saw theirs as well. And I don't know if you demo demoed their blower. We spoke with them at Equip. Yeah, it's and, the real deal. They I had it was raining yeah. the storm the night before, so the grass yeah. was soaking wet. And I, a big old clump of grass, wet grass, it blew right through it. So I, I used the Echo PP9010, yeah. uh, which, yeah. in my opinion, is the by far the best blower in the world. I, I make my sure. steel friends mad, but it's Echo PP9010 is the best. And the and the Crest one, I mean it. It's not no PB9010, but it's it's not far yeah. off. Um, so yeah, right. it's, it it was impressive. It's definitely coming. It's they're coming up there. It's it's a big change from a few years ago. Yeah, totally. So tell us about your community. I'm friends with a fella, uh, Sandy DeLeon. He used to live in uh, South Carolina. He moved down, I believe, the Tampa area. And I got a friend out in Colorado who's all electric. Um, yep. and, and you guys are like, it's like a community within the community. We have a lawn care community at right. large. And then there's just electric people. You guys are all like an army out there. T- tell us how you guys got this community going and, and, and a little bit more about that. Good. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it, it's, it's emerging. It's definitely slow. I mean, it's, there's not a lot of people doing it. A lot of people are picking up the handheld stuff. 
they're starting out with the blowers and the trimmers and, and not a lot of people are getting into the larger equipment yet. Um, we're actually in the process. We're hoping that probably sometime in the new year, we're going to launch our own pond, uh, our own podcast, uh, the electric life podcast so that we can start really getting out there and speaking to other guys that are in this industry that are going the same route as us, being able to share information, share experiences on different equipment. Um, you know, we love Greenworks. I mean, we're not, we're not looking to leave Greenworks at this time, but we, we did speak to Cress. We've spoken to uh, the Husqvarna guys. Um, you know, we're, all, we're always interested. We'll, we'll demo anything. I mean, if they want to send us a product, we'll demo it. We'll even shoot some video and put it up against some of the stuff we have and just compare them and see, you know, um, as well as you know, I mean, in this industry, if, if something new comes out and it's better than what you have, you know, it's come the end of the day, it's being able to do your job, do it well, do it efficiently and, and be profitable. So, um, you know, I think it's it's an emerging thing. I mean, it's it's going to come and, it, and it's even funny over the last years. You know, we've listened to Mike Andes and and you and Brian and everybody. And, you know, yeah, everybody's been a little down on the whole electric thing. You know, it's very, very uh, reluctant to to come over to the other side. But I think as people start to see it, it's it's definitely uh, viable. Yeah, and, and I'm thankful to Crest for the, the invitation to come and, and test their stuff. And like I said, I'm skeptical, but I'm if you've listened to me for a while, I've really changed my tone over the last couple of years. I, I used to laugh at it a couple of years ago. And then when the, the laws in California started changing, I was like, okay, I, I started taking note. I was like, that's very impactful. And then when mm-hmm. I started, um, I, I visited uh, Toro, uh, Echo, um, trying to think. I, I visited a lot of these big companies and they're spending boatloads of money on electric. I mean, they're not, they're they're not, they're not um, stopping gas powered in any way, shape or form. But when I see them spending this amount of money in research and development and engineering, and I mean, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, I'm like, okay, this, this is definitely going to um, take off in the future. And then I see Sandy, De Leon and all these guys, you know, going electric. Um, I've really changed my opinion over the last couple of years and to see Crest firsthand and to try, you know, to actually use the equipment. I'm like, okay, this is definitely the way of the future. So I, um, I'm, 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 I respect the, the, the industry and it's, you know, I'm more concerned with the money side of things. Like, is your business profitable? How, how, how has the, you know, the customers, are you able to charge premium pricing? Because when I run the math, electric is more expensive than gas. How are you recouping those operating expenses? And that, that's what I want to hear from you guys. Um, are you are you pitching it to your customers that you charge more because of the, the equipment? Yeah, I mean, we, we do tell people it is, you know, it is more of a premium service. We're not going to be the cheapest guy in town, but we're obviously, you know, we're we're not a large company, so we don't have as much overhead as some of the bigger guys. Uh, I mean, we don't have any perfect cuts or, or any uh, bright views around here. It's, you know, for, for us, big isn't really big, but um, you know, Vermont's not a very big state. So there's a lot of smaller outfits out there. Um, You know, unfortunately, like I said, we do a lot of homeowners associations and that's an economy of scale. So we are, 
definitely it's a reduction in what we would be making if it was single family homes. Um, but when we do go out to those single family residential homes, um, you know, it's not, it's not going to be, you know, Mrs. Smith down the street, that's probably going to hire us. It's going to be the higher end neighborhoods, the people that have the disposable income that, that they're busy and, and their time is worth more to them than the time to mow the lawn. And those are going to be the ones that are going to be okay with it. And, you know, as things have changed over the last few years, there's a lot more people working from home. And those, those are big deciding factors there, uh, whether it's a single family homeowner that works from home or you're in an HOA where there's a lot of people that work from home. And, and you know, as well as I do, those steel blowers that everybody's using, or you can hear them from four blocks down the street. And so that's a big complaint. And so, you know, some of them, some of them are willing to spend the extra money for that peace and quiet. You talk about peace and quiet. I'm so used to when I shoot a video for one of these brands, they always are obsessed, the legal team, with the PPE. Like you got to have the earplugs in. You got to have the the glasses on. You got to have the little um, glove. I mean, you got to do all this stuff that, you know, let's be honest, mo- most guys day to day. I mean, you should wear PPE. I, I totally yeah. um, support that. But but most guys don't. Um, and, and so, but anyway, my videos, I always do it just because I don't want to drive to Charlotte, get back and be like, hey, we can't yeah. publish your video because you didn't have PPE on. So I always just wear it just to play it safe. So I'm like, yeah. hey, do I need to put earplugs in? And they kind of laughed at me. They're like, no, because it's not, uh, you know, it's not some loud blower. And I'm literally using the right. blower and I'm talking to Rain, who was the uh, uh, Chris uh, personnel that was there. And I'm like talking to her while the blower is going. I'm like, this is crazy. You could never do that with a gas powered blower. Um, and I, I do wear um, either earmuffs or uh, or earplugs with yeah. the, the Echo PB9010 for my own personal safety. Sure. I want to be able to hear, um, you know, Lord willing, I make it to 70, 80, 90. I want to be able to hear. Yeah. Um, but I really think that is a difference maker when you can show up to someone's house and they're inside in their office working or the baby's taking a nap. I mean, do you guys have any stories where people are like, I didn't even know you were here. You're so quiet. Yeah, you get a few of those. Um, I think. um, I think (laughs) I I, I I was going back in a different direction in in my head. But but yeah, we get a lot of people that that can't that the quiet is a bigger factor for them than the green Mm -hmm. piece of it. So and even for me to ride on a Z turn with one earbud in listening to a podcast, hearing everything that's going on around me is crazy because my old Z turn, that was not an option. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And we, we got complaints in the past that people are like, I can't hear you on my, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I got it turned up all the way, but it's still hard to hear your guests sometimes yeah. if they call in yeah. or something like that. And so uh, that's, that's definitely interesting. Um, what'd you guys think switching gears a little bit? What'd you guys think about equip this year? Cause, um, there's a lot of, of electric equipment there and it's definitely oh, yeah. taking up the showroom floor. What, what was your experience like at equip? It, it was good. I mean, this is, this was our second year going, um, last year was great. We really made some inroads with Greenworks and spent a lot of time with their guys. We spoke to them again this year. Um, we actually do some reviews and stuff for them on their products and um 
but I mean, it was good. It, like, you know, we looked at some of the other stuff. One of the other things that we were looking at, um, they had kind of a prototype there of their robotic mower that they're going to be coming out with. But, you know, we, we talked to Crest and those guys because that may be another avenue. Um, you know, as we all know, that staffing is probably one of the hardest things right now for this industry. And the possibility that, you know, we could go to somebody's house, drop off a robotic mower get it all set up and then just have to swing in once a week just to do a quick trim and, and tidy things up. That, that may be the future. Um, you know, it's not going to take over the industry, but I think for us, that's a viable option. And so looking at those robotic mowers, I'm hoping next year, maybe we can get Crests or maybe Greenworks or some of the other companies that are coming out with them to maybe let us demo some for a few weeks and see how they go. Yeah. The RTK one from Crest. I'm trying to get them to send me one. We'll we'll see. I I uh, right. I've been nudging the email like, hey, you know, I could get. You. But anyway, I tried it that, when I was. That was like there. a bet to see on who gets one first. Yeah. Us or you? <laughs> um, I mean, we'll we'll see. Nah, my buddy Brett Goodyear got one down in Florida. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you guys follow him, uh, Brett Goodyear on on social media, he's got it going out in his Florida Florida sure. yard down there. Um, him and his business partner Alan Hayne, the line care nut. They're actually yep. dealers right. for Crest, so so they gotcha. have a right. like a, a a storefront and and all of that mm-hmm. um, down in um, Lakewood Ranch, uh, Brett Brett Bradenton area, Florida. I've been down yep. to there many times. I just forget the names of the the cities, but um, so it came with like a wheel um, yeah. that you take off the RTK and then you just uh, do your perimeter with the wheel, mm-hmm. uh, measuring cart, whatever they had a terminology for it, yep. and then you put it back on um, the, the, the machine, and then it will just go in that, um, direction. Sure. Whereas like, it's not like, I remember when I was a little kid, we had a dog fence. They had to like dig a yeah. shovel and put a wire in the ground and all mm-hmm. of that. There's, n- there's none of that. It's satellite with the, the measuring yeah. part. So I measured my little perimeter and then the little mower just went back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, it's another, another thing of the future I'm, I'm keeping an eye out on. Yeah, our thing is, you know, and that was one of the conversations we've had with Greenworks as well, is because a lot of the companies do their testing further south, you know, the Carolinas, Florida, um, the weather's different, the grass is different. Uh, You know, we find like right now we're getting into this time of year where it's pretty cold. I mean, it was 30 degrees this morning when we headed out and, you know, it'll warm up to 40, 45 by the end of the day. Tomorrow's supposed to be 50, but those battery powered machines don't last as long when it's cold out and those robotic mowers, I'm not sure, you know, how will they do? Cause we, obviously we have a lot of wet grass in the morning, in the spring, in the fall, when you've got the dew. And um, so it, it's kind of a different environment to see how they will function. And, and, you know, cause you can say, well, okay, it's going to run for five hours or six hours in a day or on a charge, but if the grass is wet, if the temperatures are low, does that reduce that runtime from five hours down to three hours? And so you have to really look at those things. Those are a lot of variables. Totally. Did y'all fly from Vermont to Louisville? Yep, we did. Okay. What What would you say your experience? Because I hype up the Equip Expo on the show every year. Sure. You guys got to get there. You guys got to get there. And people are like, you're exaggerating. Settle. You know, you, you you're a uh, hype overhyping it, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I, I think the show's worth it. And you guys took quite the um, investment to go from Vermont to Louisville. What, what was your honest uh, 
takeaways from the show? Well, this is our second. So we went last year, which was after going last year is like, we definitely got to go in again next year because you can't, it doesn't sound um, when you tell somebody you can't see it all in a day or two, mm-hmm. you literally can't see it all in a day or two. So you just kind of troll around and see what you want to go back to. But for us, it's as much about networking, making connections, because to to connect with some of these manufacturers directly and be able to give them feedback on their equipment. Well, that that's huge. Um, And trying to also be. Well, I guess for us, sort of ambassadors of the electric, the electric lifestyle of property maintenance. Um, but yeah, I, I can't tell you enough how, how valuable it was for us to go between the, the classes that you can take and the connections you can make. Yeah. yeah worth it, every penny. It can definitely, it can change your business. I mean, the time that we spent with Greenworks and the connections we made with them last year um, have definitely been worth every penny that we spent to go. Uh, we did things a little different this year. Last year, we did a lot of the sessions and that really, I think it was overwhelming. We didn't really feel like we got to see enough of the showroom floor because obviously we were trying to, you know, catch, um, you know, some of the social media stuff, plus see the showroom floor. Plus we had three or four sessions we did. Ooh. It was a lot. And so this year, we changed it up. We went a little bit longer. We flew down Sunday. We went to Mike Andy's landscape summit Monday and Tuesday. How was that then, by the way? It, it was good. It was real. I mean, it was, it was a lot of information. I mean, eight o'clock to five o'clock, two days, Whoa. multiple speakers. Brian was there. Brian spoke. Um, it was just a lot of information, a whole lot of information. And it was, very valuable stuff that I think we can bring back here and over the winter work on seeing what we can implement out of what we learned. Um, but with that, we decided not to do any of the sessions at equip this year and really just focus on walking the showroom floor, talking with vendors, um, you know, talking to the the companies and seeing what else is new that's coming out. Um, you know, obviously we made sure to make it, uh, a lot of the social media stuff. We get over to Cornell Max thing on Wednesday. We're over at Nailers thing on Thursday. Um, you know, I'm just how networking was, uh, with other guys how, how in the was industry. Cornell's bowling party. I I I promoted it, and I had a pre-existing uh, dinner that night. And I, by the time the dinner got over, it was too late, so I, I wasn't able to pop in there. But how how was the the first annual bowling party? I think for his first year, I think he did well. I, I think it, it was a pretty decent attendance. Um, you know, I think it'll grow next year. I mean, like you said, it was, it was a new thing. Um, what's going to happen like with all of these things, you know, next year, people are going to talk about it between now and then. And those that didn't go this year that were on the fence will probably show up next year. Um, I, I think he did really well for his first run. I think it, it was set up well. There was a lot of activities and a lot of things going on. So, and what about, uh, I was at Naylor's event, but what was your thoughts on, on the venue there overlooking the Ohio river and it rained. So, uh, if it would have been at the other place, it would have been a disaster. So what, yeah. what were your thoughts on the, the rally uh, at the KFC Yum Center? That was good. Yeah, it was a much, a much more, user-friendly environment. I mean, Copper and Kings was nice last year. We did go to that, but 
it was because you had the two floors going on and everything was kind of split up. I mean, you guys were outside. And so I think having it all in that one large venue was nice because anybody, everybody could eat, they could mingle, um, they could chat with people. And so I think it was, it was definitely a good setup. I mean, I'm not sure if that's going to be something that happens again there next year. I'm, I'm hearing, uh, and this is not official, but I'm hearing that it will be, uh, you'll have to tune into the LCR Media podcast with Naylor Ty yeah. Farrow. He's he's the one that writes the checks. Uh, you know that yeah, ca- right. catering food for 500, 600 people is not cheap. <laughs> so Naylor puts a lot of risk on the line to to host that event yeah. every year. Uh, and, and they ran out of meatballs really early. <laughs> okay, well that's you got to talk to Naylor to <laughs> increase the meatball budget. I got one. But apparently, them. they finally made some more because before we left, we I was able to grab another plate. <laughs> okay, yeah, Naylor as a joke brought me one meatball at the oh. at the beginning, so that was yeah. a good. It was a good meatball. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm glad that he does that for for the community yeah. and all the the everything's free. So yeah, um, that's pretty cool. Well, is there anything we're we're leaving out here? Oh yeah, I forgot to ask you guys. You flew from Vermont to Louisville. Did you rent a car? Did you just Uber everywhere? Where'd you stay? How'd uh, no, you navigate we, we rented that? a car. Um, I mean, we we stayed this year. We stayed downtown. Last year we stayed up by the expo. So this year we stayed downtown. So pretty much other than driving back and forth to the expo, everything was walking distance. I mean, Mike Andy's was over at the Omni, so we, that was a short walk for us. What and hotel so, did y'all stay at downtown? We stayed down at the Galt House yep. this year. Yep. Okay. What'd you think so, about that? Uh, I like it. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's probably, it, it's an older hotel, but I definitely yeah. would say that it's, uh, it's good accommodations. The price is reasonable. Um, so I think for somebody that's going down that wants to be around all the action, Fourth Street Live, you know, the Yum Center, everything's walking distance, which is nice. And so, it, it's really a good location and the price, I, you know, if you book early enough, the price is, is reasonable right. um, compared to some of the other places like the Omni and I think the Marriott and those places. I mean, yeah. I looked into the Omni and <laughs> said, so now definitely couldn't stay there this year. I was shocked at how much they get for a suite over there. Say goodbye to disorganized and inefficient business management. Upgrade to Jobber, the field service management software. Streamline every aspect of your business from quoting to invoicing. Impress your customers and increase your productivity. Start your journey to success with Jobber now at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. If you want to earn more money in your business, it may be as simple as raising your prices. Braden, use our price increase letter, and what happened? Well, we've actually been in business for 32 years now. My dad started it, and then he handed the reins over to me. And in 32 years, he never increased the prices ever. And I knew that we had to make a change, so we actually got your price increase letter, increased the price by 20%, and um, we were doing around a million gross, up that to 1.2, and we had eight cancellations through the entire thing. So we raised our prices through that letter about 200 Say that. Say that one more time. Two hundred thousand dollars that was sitting on the table that we weren't getting access to just through a letter. So it it helped us out big time. So do you think the price increase letter uh, provided ROI for you? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, beyond is probably the best investment we've made in thirty-two years. (laughs) That is awesome. You can get the price increase letter at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. It's a plug-and-play template. Just put in your information, insert date here, insert name here, and in the most straightforward, concise way, it explains to your customer why you're raising the 
their price. It made him 200 grand each year. And then you're going to raise the price again next year. Exactly. Hey guys, Jason Creel here and want to invite you to the fourth annual Lawn Care Life Conference in Springville, Alabama. That's just outside Birmingham, Alabama, near my hometown. We have room for 300 tickets. The early bird ticket pricing is $197, and that includes your meals. We're talking about Friday night, most of the day Saturday. We're going to freeze you dinner, breakfast, and lunch. We've got great speakers lined up. I'm going to be there. My friend Paul Jamison's going to be there. Naylor Taliaferro, Jeremiah Jennings, Alan Hayne, the Lawn Care Nut, Caleb and Brittany Allman, and my friend Jeremy. We've got a great lineup, a lot of excitement, and every year that we've done this event, the reviews have been fantastic. So come hang out with us, Springville, Alabama. If you need a ticket and want to register, you need to do so before it sells out because I really think it's going to sell out this year. This is Friday and Saturday, February 23rd and 24th in Springville, Alabama. To get a ticket, go to LawnCareLife.com and click on the link for conference. Yeah, the golf man. They gotta they gotta update that place a little bit. There's stains on the wall. I stayed there this year. There's whoever stayed in it before me was probably a chain smoker. It smelled like I don't like the smell of cigarette smoke. I like a like a cigar. I used to uh, be a golf caddy, and those guys would smoke these. Sure. Uh, I don't know. They were all into these Cubans and all this stuff, and that, right. that thing smelled great. You know what I mean? But cigarette smoke, I'm just like I don't yeah. I don't like it. I walk in the room, I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought someone was in there smoking. And then yeah. there's all these stains on my wall. But um, anyway, I just say that to say, yeah. I think Omni and Marriott are like, if you really want to splurge, stay there. Yeah. And if you want kind of a run of a mill downtown yeah. Galt. And well, then, uh, go ahead. Yeah, the Galt's nice because you're so close to a lot of the restaurants and places to eat. And then the observatory's nice. It's really loud in there at night, but it's a good place to go. There's a lot of people mingling. Yeah, the um, location is is amazing. It's, it's yeah. right there. You're on Fourth so, Street. You walk out of the front door and you t- you walk left, and you're on literally on Fourth Street. Yeah, yeah. So but yeah. I just want so, your. I, I've gone so sorry to go ahead, Tim. Yeah, no. I I was just gonna say that it, the the thing that's nice is like you said. I mean, you you walk out, everything's right there, and for the price, I mean, it's just it's a good value, and and they're you know. It just makes sense, I think. Yeah, here we are 11 months away in November talking about it, but I <laughs> next October, people are going to be DMing me, hey, there's no place to stay, I can't right. buy. And right. it, it happens every <laughs> single year, every single year. People wait to the last yeah. minute, and it's just like, I, you know, I start yeah. talking about it now. Well, and the, the funny thing is you can get on reserve your room now. You don't pay for it until you check in. Right. So why not just book it, even if you're not going to go? Have your room reserved. You can cancel it and have it cost you nothing up to like two weeks before the event. Right. So, you know, and then you lock in your rate too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The yeah. earlier you you get your hotel yeah. reserved, the the better. So, um, and there's some good spots at the expo. There's a Hilton Garden Inn right there. That fills yeah. up real fast, but that's a nice hotel yeah. that's on the Kentucky Exposition. It butts up against the parking lot there. And mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's some good places by the expo. So, um, but anyway, you know, you guys coming from Vermont, um, I was just interested how you navigated all that without a vehicle. Cause I drive my truck up there. Yeah. We probably yeah. could have got away without one this year. Um, realistically, we could have taken the shuttle from the Galt house up to the expo and everything at night was walking distance. But, um, you know, last year driving back and forth downtown, but it's not a big deal. I mean, you don't, you don't spend a lot, you spend, you know, three, 400 bucks to have a vehicle there for the week. 
it's convenient. And so it, it just made sense. And the flights were actually pretty good this year. Um, la- last year was a whole different story because we, our flight was late. We missed our connecting flight. Oh, they couldn't get us to Louisville. We ended up taking a flight down to Nashville, renting a car and driving three oh, and a half man. hours back up. <laughs> so from this Ver- year went really smoothly. From Vermont, do you fly into New York and then to Louisville? Or how's that work? No, um, this year we flew down and we connected in Philly, which went really okay. smooth. Flights were on actually flights were early. Okay. Um, so that went well. DC is usually a challenge. We flew back through DC and thankfully we had a great big window between our connecting flights because we were late getting out of Kentucky, uh, international airport. And so it, uh, it worked out though. And, um, it was good. Hopefully if we can find time, we, we're hoping to join you guys in, in January, but We'll see. In, uh, the ATL? In, in Atlanta for the LCR yeah. Summit? Yeah. So, Jonathan, the, 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 if, you, if you're impressed with Mike Andy's boy, Jonathan <laughs> Potoshnik is the king yeah. of lawn care wisdom. I mean, this dude, he, he has, uh, I think he has 12,000 customers. I, like, it's just mind-blowing to me. I, I, yeah. His lawn care business is called City Turf in Dallas. And I was asking him, I, I think he said 12,000 customers. I, I was just like, I can't, I can't compute that. And he does zero. He does, he, he has built a, a management team that runs his business. I mean, he, he doesn't even know the code to the security uh, to get into the, to the shop. Like he's completely built it and he's hands off. And then he built a service autopilot and sold it for an outrageous amount of money. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, he knows business like no one's business. And, and I don't know how Naylor pulled it off, but he brought, uh, we call him JP, Jonathan Potoshnik. He, he's bringing him into Atlanta, uh, January 19th and 20th. And, and he's the, the key sp- keynote speaker. Um, yeah. I'll be speaking, but I'm, I'll be good. I'm going to be taking notes from Jonathan the whole time. I'm, you know, I'm not sure I should be on the same stage as him, but, uh, <laughs> just the fact alone to be in the same room as Jonathan Potoshnik. I mean, I, I don't think there's anyone in the green industry that's that's a earned as much money as him. I mean, he's worth, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars yep. and he's, he's hanging out with us, you know, peasants for a few days to, to teach us the ropes. It's you guys should get to Atlanta and, and learn from um, Jonathan. He's a wealth. Well, of we were, we were kind of looking forward to coming down and learning from you and uh, Mr. Producer. Well, actually. we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll teach you how to podcast. Uh, uh, Mr. Producer, this is his first event. Everyone wants to know what he looks like. So uh, he's going to really be there, uh, in person and, and you can, um, he's going to wear a mask or is he, no, I, he, I don't know <laughs> if he's going to let you publicly share the picture. You might, you might have to sign a waiver. I don't know, but he, he will be there, um, for real, uh, for first event. And he, he, he produces Brian Fullerton's show, my show, Naylor's show, so many of the other shows in the industry and other industries, um, Andy Mulder's show, uh, and this is his first event. So Naylor asked him and, and, he, and, the reason he's going is because Naylor asked him to teach about how to have a successful podcast. Sure. Um, so that's what he's going to be teaching on. And uh, right. yeah, if you want to know what he looks like and meet him in person, he, he lives here in Georgia. So that, that yep. that's a other incentive for him as well. But I'm, I'm more excited uh, for Jonathan Potoshnik because he's just, he's not built just one big business. He's built two right. sold one, but he just so smart. Um, <laughs> I got to meet him for the first time in Nashville and, pick his brain and I'm just sitting there like this guy's talking French. He just, uh, you know, <laughs> is incredible. 
But Art, is there anything we're leaving out here that needs addressed? I guess I guess on the line of the equip thing, we took a couple of our guys this year just to give them a bigger picture because I think it's really easy for us to all get into our little world of mowing lawns and not realize how big the industry is and how much opportunity there is in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of it's been undervalued for way too long and we're, we're trying to push back against some of that and, and get people to value their time because their time is worth something. You don't have to be the lowest bidder to be successful. In fact, it's probably better if you're not the lowest bidder, if you want to be successful and there's plenty of work out there for all of us. So I mean, that's kind of an aside, not really anything to do with the electric bit, but it's it's bigger than most people think it is. And get you guys out there and, and show them that. That's great. Yeah. Cool. Well, I really appreciate your guys' time. And um, if there's anything I can and help you with uh, connecting with the team at Crest or anything, I'd, I'd be happy yeah. to, to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, that'd be great if you guys came down to Atlanta uh, January yeah. 19th through 20th on uh, Naylor's LCR media event is what we're referring to there. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Producer will be speaking. I'll be speaking. The The big shot JP will be there. I think Keith Kalfas is coming. Marvin Salcedo. Yeah. Um, and the first 25 people who registered Naylor's you're going to get to come to dinner with all the speakers and, and yeah. um, Naylor and, and uh, he's, he's lining that up. And the, the venue is absolutely crazy. Um, it's called the creator clubhouse. So yeah. if you go on YouTube and look up the social club podcast, um, that's where they film the social club podcast. Um, what's the guy's name? David Shands. Um, and he interviews all the big shots. Um, the, the, the Grant Cardones of the world, the, um, yeah. the, uh, I mean, all those A-list business celebrities, they're all coming through yeah. the studio and, and David Shands is, is interviewing them. Um, what's the billionaire's name he interviewed? Um, he interviewed Myron Goldwood. He, he interviews all these people, yeah. but, um, Naylor is renting out his studio and it's got a conference room and then it's got three other podcast studios and then it's got the main studio. It is, it is such a cool venue here in the ATL. So, um, yep. very, very, very cool spot. Um, if you guys are into media podcasting, yep. you want to see like what an A-list salute, A-list podcast studio looks like. It's, it's awesome. So. Sure. Very yeah. cool. I'll show you an email. I'd love to get your, your contact information for Crest. Yeah. I'll hook you up and, 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 and nothing against Greenworks. I'd, I'd be happy to, yeah. to try their equipment or everything. The reason I'm so yeah. heavy on Crest is they invited me to Charlotte. I went. And, sure. and I was, I don't want to say I was skeptical. I was, I was polite and, and respectful, but I left there like, dang, this stuff's legit. So, right. um, yeah. Well, I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm we can set up a, uh, an invite down to Greenworks They're right down in, in Tennessee. So, okay. Yeah. We, that'd be cool. Maybe we can set something up there. Cool. Well, I'll email you, uh, I'll email you off air. Cress is, uh, the, the key person yeah. to contact with there that, uh, you know, can hook you up and, and then, um, Hopefully I'll see you guys and, and it'll be a warm, uh, you won't know what to do with yourself right. leaving Vermont to come to hot land and it, it ain't going to be like 92 and sunny, but it, you know, you, you might want to bring a hoodie, but it, it don't get that cold yeah. down here in the winter. So right. it'll be warm for y'all. It, it won't be like Louisville last year. No, when I did was, not dress. I did not dress warm for last year and I showed up and I'm like, <laughs> that was a very unusual cold front. I've gone seven years and that was very cold the way it was this last year it's usually 
chilly in the morning and then it gets yeah. up in the upper 60s, low 70s during the day and it gets chilly at night. Yeah, that was strange yeah. weather. In last last year, it was actually warmer here back in Vermont than it was down there while we were there. That so. was miserable last year. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Well, thanks a lot, Paul. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. you having us on. Yeah. I, I appreciate you guys. And we'll definitely uh, stay in touch. And, and uh, hopefully I'll get to hang out with you guys a little bit more uh, in person yeah. in, in the ATL. All right. Man. Great, man. Cool. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you, guys. You have a good day. Thank you, you too. too. And as Tim was sharing earlier in the broadcast, get your equipped stuff taken care of now. We have 11 months to set aside money. Uh, if you're planning on going to the trip, do it first class. And what I mean by that, stay at a nice hotel, save yourself some money by registering in advance. It's already got um, early bird registration open now. Yes, it's 11 months in advance. That early bird pricing is $25. But yes, coupon code Paul still works, baby. That will get it down to $12.50 if you register uh, today. You might as well take care of that because true story, some gentleman brought three of his employees to equip last year and he didn't use promo code Paul in advance. He didn't do early bird registration. So he got suckered for $100 per ticket. Uh, for him and then his three employees, it was $400 total, and it could have been only $50 for four people if they would have used promo code Paul and got that early bird registration. So uh, if you want to save a lot of money on your registration, you can absolutely knock that out now. Um, it's, again, the early, 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 early bird <laughs> pricing is 25 bucks when you fill out your Equip Expo registration and ask for the little coupon code there, promo code, type in Paul, then you're going to see it you know, magically go down from $25 to $12 and 50 cents, just like that with the coupon code, Paul. And uh, you can get that taken care of now, as well as locating what hotel you want to stay at, get your reservation. in now, like Tim said, if you do it properly, they're not going to charge your card now for the hotel. They're just going to reserve it. And then of course, you know, when you go to check in October 15th through 18th is the dates for next year. They'll, they'll, they'll hold the money for the incidentals or whatnot. And then when you check out, they should charge the full amount that's normally how it works um, unless, I don't know, there's so many uh, of these online hotel sites and stuff like that you got to prepay on. But if you just do it the traditional way, call the hotel, call the Galt House, call the Omni, call the Marriott, call the Hilton Garden Inn and and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to the Equip Expo October 15th through 18th next year. I got to get my hotel in. And um, <clears throat> make sure you line up, you know, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Most people don't stay Friday night, but get that all taken care of. Again, Equip Expo registration is now open. Promo code Paul. Tim also talked about the LCR Summit. That's the event we're doing here in Atlanta, uh, January 19th and 20th. I'll be speaking at that. Mr. Producer will be speaking at that. I believe we got Keith Kalfas coming in, Marvin Salcedo, uh, and the big, the big guns, Jonathan Potoshnik. The lawn care, I joked with him, but he, it wasn't that funny because <laughs> probably going to be true here soon. It's like, you ain't the lawn care millionaire, bro. You're about to be the lawn care billionaire. He served, he sold <clears throat> service autopilot for an outrageous amount of money. And he also has a very successful lawn care business, their city turf in Dallas. So he's a wealthy fella. If you want to learn his uh, business ways, he will be teaching those uh, at the LCR Media Summit. In Atlanta, Georgia, at the Creator Clubhouse, which is uh, in Shambly, Dunwoody area, uh, Tim asked me where he should stay off air. I said I'd stay in Sandy Springs. 
Can't go wrong there. Very, very, very nice area. Ton of nice hotels there. I'd probably stay in Sandy Springs. If you want to go up 400 a little bit, you could stay in Alpharetta. But uh, either of those, you're you're good. I, I wouldn't. I just stick to that. All right. <laughs> ATL's got good parts, and it's got bad parts. I'm getting the nonverbal QB. Excuse me. The nonverbal cues for Mr. Producer to wrap things up. So we'll end it right here. Thanks for listening to today's show. What do you got to do, Mr. Producer? All right. All right. All right. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Adios, guys. Thanks for listening. You need to increase your prices to earn more, but you better do it correctly or your customers will become unhappy. You want to discover the proven method to easily increase your prices? I've assembled the price increase letter template. It's a plug and play document that will allow you to inform your customers in the correct way so that they understand why and will gladly accept your price increase. You can pick up the price increase letter template today at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.